What to expect when you're expecting. Welcome to Common Sense on the Prairie, a podcast dedicated to helping you demystify the sometimes complex topic of money. I'm Adam Cox, Head of Wealth Management for the First National Bank in Sioux Falls. We're a community bank based out of South Dakota. In this podcast, we share expert insights from around the country and stories from our local community to arm you with the tools you need to make better financial decisions. Because the truth is, the more we talk about this stuff, the better off we're all going to be. Welcome back to Common Sense on the Prairie. Or, if I were someone who made videos that my daughters would watch, I'd say, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Today we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going old school. Back to the early days of the show, when it was just me, a microphone, our producer Nate, and recording episodes in my kitchen. For those of you who have been with us since the beginning, love you mom, you know that a lot has changed. We had a video, which is great, unless you like today and you've got a shirt collar that won't lay flat, <clears throat> but whatever, we're going. And we have more people behind the camera, and this is obviously not my kitchen. But what we haven't changed is our commitment to giving you quality personal financial education in an unbiased way. Today's episode will also be different in another way. This episode will be really short. This will be our first attempt at what I'm calling a commuter episode. The idea here is to do a shorter episode on a specific topic that you'll be able to listen to in the amount of time it takes for you to get to the office. Unless you live like really close to the office, then I'm sorry, you may just have to listen to it over lunch. All right, today I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about the dangers of trying to predict the future. This is the time of year when people in my profession do a couple of things that are really annoying and potentially destructive. The first is that we talk about the year prior like everything that happened was totally obvious and predictable. It wasn't. If it were, the person you telling you how predictable it was would likely have made so much money trading on that knowledge that they probably still wouldn't be working or publishing a newsletter or be on TV. They'd likely be joining Fruity Drink on their private island right now. But they're not. Because what happened last year wasn't obvious. Now, this isn't to say that we should never review what happened or try to learn from it. That's not the case at all. We should all do that all the time, whether it's examining our personal finances, our health, or how we're showing up as a parent. That's completely healthy. What's not healthy is acting like the past was obvious. That's just annoying. The second thing people in my profession do this time of year is we try to look around corners and we attempt to predict the future. Now, there are two types of predictions here, and I want to draw out a distinction. The first are long-term predictions. These can be done with a little more certainty. If we zoom out far enough and we look at historical market performance, we see that markets tend to do this, which I hope is up and to the right to you. We can reasonably expect them to continue to do that over the long term going forward. Why is that? Because the world continues to evolve, adapt, innovate, and find new solutions to old problems. These innovations create an incredible amount of opportunity for our economy and generates enormous amounts of wealth. And as long as we stay on the ride the entire time, we can participate in that growth. The second, more destructive kind of predictions are short-term predictions. And it's easy to understand why we do it. It's human nature, and we all want to have an understanding of what we can expect going forward. Totally natural. The problem is, the near-term future is unknowable. It doesn't really matter how smart you are or how many smart people you have working with you, none of us can predict the future. There are no crystal balls. Sure, we can look at historical patterns and match those up with current data, and we can make assumptions about where we think things are headed directionally, but that's it. They're just assumptions. Markets, like life, can surprise us both in good and bad ways, especially in the near term. 
We've got plenty of recent examples of this. Think back to mid-2019. Do you remember anyone talking about the possibility of a global pandemic that would eventually shut down economies all across the globe? Or that a short time later, an unimaginable amount of fiscal stimulus would be pumped into the system, eventually leading to the highest levels of inflation in several decades? I certainly don't. If we go back even a bit further, we could talk about the impact of the housing bubble bursting, which would lead to some of the most severe economic conditions since the Great Depression, or the terrorist attacks on 9-11, or the tech bubble before that. The point here is that these were all events that weren't on our collective radars, but each had a significant impact on our personal finances. Markets can be very volatile over the short term, and it's usually the things that we don't see coming that impact us the most. Now, does this mean we throw up our hands and act helpless? Absolutely not. I've got a few suggestions that can help keep you level-headed during these times of turbulence and stay in the game. The first, have a plan. Having a plan with goals and being prepared for the unexpected can help insulate you from the fear of the unknown. A good financial plan helps you know that you'll be okay under a variety of circumstances, and it gives you the tools to increase the likelihood of your success given a wide range of market conditions. So instead of wondering how current market conditions may impact your finances, you can easily and confidently check your plan and make adjustments as needed. Do you need to adjust your spending? Work longer? Work shorter? Or is it still okay to take that dream vacation? A financial plan gives you the confidence to make those decisions and, ideally, sleep much better at night. The second, have sufficient cash reserves. Cash reserves, or a rainy day fund, are so important for a number of reasons. But in times of stress, they can insulate you from issues like a large bill you weren't expecting or a decrease in income because of a job loss. For investors, they can also keep you from having to pull money out of your investments when prices are depressed, giving your portfolio time to recover. And now that we can earn something out of cash again, it doesn't hurt so bad to have that money sitting on the sidelines. And again, having a financial plan can help you determine how much cash you should have available to you at any given moment. Maybe it's three to six months for someone younger with fewer obligations, or maybe it's two years worth for someone in retirement. Having those cash reserves increases the likelihood that you'll stay in your seat when the ride gets a little bumpy. Third, ignore the noise. Today, it seems like everyone has an opinion, and because of the 24-hour news cycle and social media, we are constantly being inundated with them. And what gets us to act faster than anything else? Fear. Fear gets our attention which is great business for people with things to sell. It's perfectly reasonable to stay current with the news, but it's best to do so with an understanding that the people serving us that news, or their version of it, may have motives that might not be aligned with our best interests. And finally, be on the lookout for opportunities. If you have the capacity to go out on a limb a bit, uncertain times do create opportunities to lean into good quality investments at a discount. It's the exact reason Warren Buffett keeps so much cash available for times just like this. And while we can never know the exact perfect time to buy, over the long term, if you pick up something at a significant discount that you wanted anyway, you'll probably be happy that you did. But you will have to know enough about yourself to know whether you've got the tolerance and the capacity to ride out any turbulence in the short term. All right, that's it for my inaugural commuter episode. I hope you found this helpful. And let us know what you think about this format. We always love getting your feedback. In the end, this show is for you, not for us. So we want to make sure we're delivering in a way that works for you. And as always, if you need any assistance along your financial journey, I hope that you'll reach out. We'd love to help. See you again soon. I hope you found this helpful. 
If you did, please subscribe and share with your family or friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover in future episodes, send us a note through our website. And if you're at the point where you want an expert opinion on your finances, reach out and we'd be happy to start a conversation. And remember, any comments, insights, or strategies discussed on this podcast are intended to be general in nature and therefore may not be suitable for you and your situation, whatever that may be. Before acting on anything we discuss, please consult with your attorney, CPA, and or your financial advisor.